Hey y'all, it's your girl Salem, and I am kind of free of COVID. <laughs> and it's your girl Alexis, and it's almost spring, but it's also 30 degrees outside, so that's it. And this is Lemonade, Lemonade. and Tea. And tea. <laughs> hey, and then here comes the intro. I'm sipping on this tea. I'm an Aiden tea. I'm sipping on this tea. Love the Aiden tea, yeah. With Salim and Alexis, lemonade and tea from Maryland to Texas. But all around the world, everybody want to taste of the lemonade and tea. Salim, you know what I was doing the other day on Friday? Right. So sometimes I like to randomly, so for y'all that don't know, I handle the video aspect of uploading the podcast every week, and Salim handles the audio. And so we don't really, I mean, we do try to watch the episode or listen back to it, yada, yada. But I don't always listen to the episodes like when I'm driving or like just as a, like a normal podcast episode that I would listen to just in my free time. But on Friday, I did. And I do this randomly. Like, I would just take a random episode and just listen to it just to see, like, what can we do better on? Like, is the conversation flowing? Like, is the technology fucking with us? Or, like, blah, blah, blah. And so this is our latest episode on Friday. And it's cute. Like, it's actually, like, it's cute. I was telling Ange. Yeah, it's so cute. I was telling Ange that, like, I do hear, like, where we have, like, a delay um, well, we have like technical issues, but that is just that's part of the process unless we are like recording in person or we figure out a way to like detach the audio and be able to manipulate it in some type of way. But other than that, mm-hmm. I think it's cute. I think our quality is fucking great. And I think our like our conversational flow is so cute. I do, too. I, I really Honestly, like, especially when I, like, grab clips for us to, like, use as promo and stuff, I'm, like, going through the episode. And then I end up just forgetting that I'm grabbing clips and I'm, like, oh, this is a great episode. This is so cute. This conversation, this banter is just, like, working. I like it. No, literally, because I when love I edit, content. fully, when I edit the video version of it, it, it for me, I for- mm-hmm. often forget that we're recording for a podcast that not everybody's going to listen to us or watch us on youtube and so i feel like that was a struggle of mine in the early days of like always just using my facial expressions to get my point across or like just like you know (laughs) talking with my hands or talking with my face and not just thinking like people are listening to us it's a podcast they listen and so i was like yeah i do need to like not (laughs) but you've you've gotten so much better at it now because like i peep when like I- I've seen, like I'll watch the, re- I'll rewatch the episode and I'll peep when you're like, um, you'll have a facial expression and then immediately your brain will go, you have to, c- you have to say something. It's a podcast, right? <laughs> so I'll <laughs> peep when you're like, okay, yeah. So you'll have a response and like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. girl, we're doing the damn thing. We're growing. It's getting better, and I'm so proud of us. Mm-hmm. Look at us. Look at us. Bitch, okay, hold on. Let me so just on that again, we have amazing content. So please do subscribe, uh, like, comment, share your thoughts on how you feel about the podcast, share your opinions on the topics that we talk about. Do you agree? Do you disagree with us? Um, follow us on Twitter, um, follow us on IG, uh, at lemonade and tea, follow us on TikTok at lemonade and tea, and all that good stuff. Uh, all period. That if you do nothing stuff. else, just always engage with us because engagement is where the money is at so if you love us just comment or like or subscribe or all you you want you want to engage with us we're fun we're cool it's a good <laughs> kiki it's a good back and low force you know especially on like oh can i just let's just plug ha- drag race clubhouse is fucking thriving right now lava the drag race thriving. clubhouse 
the so the drag race clubhouse room has been <clears throat> transferred to mm-hmm. Twitter spaces. So yep. it's basically uh, the Drag Race Clubhouse from the app Clubhouse that Salim and my girlfriend Ange has created. They have taken that momentum, put it toward Twitter Spaces, and when I tell y'all, the shit is popping off. Last week, last Tuesday, so they were doing, Ange and Salim were doing a room on the finale of UK versus the world. And the one and only Pangina Hills was in the room. Silky Nutmeg Ganache was in the room. Roger O'Hara was in the room. The reigning queen from that series, UK versus the Royal, Blue Hydrangea was in the room. So if y'all are not following, y'all are missing the tea. Y'all are missing all of the tea. Y'all keep fucking said, playing with us. Make sure y'all. <laughs> make y'all sure keep you fucking follow with the us. Drag Race clubhouse space on twitter spaces you can join the room or join the space on twitter and also follow on the app if you're on the app clubhouse follow there too because uh annie and tamara also recap the rooms i believe tuesdays and fridays or i'm not sure when they do it but like they also do like a recap for for we do tuesdays and fridays i think that they do wednesday or they well they did wednesdays and um they do saturdays yeah because I have her. Class, so it'll come. Yeah. One so follow, 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 follow. If y'all want to know inside. Her. Inside. <laughs> so I was so geeked that whole episode. I'm. You have no fucking idea how fucking like. It was just like mind blowing. And then it got emotional because like. It just got emotional because like. I think the biggest thing like for me and anything that I do is always purpose and like yes like we can have like these cool things and you know we sorry I'm like my my setup is kind of all over the place right now but um yeah like we do cool stuff and like we get to talk about drag race and we have a community there but like I always say like the biggest thing for me is always purpose and um the fact that it's we created a, a safe space specifically for black and POC people within this like insanity of a franchise of drag race where there's a lot of racism that occurs, which doesn't make sense because all of this stems from black and POC people, not white people, which is like the most infuriating thing to me. Um, <clears throat> it just it's amazing because their voices are heard. And it's on a different level of a platform. And these queens came in. And, like, I think the biggest thing was the fact that, like, we got to hear our other mods, like, who've been with us since fucking Clubhouse. So, like, for over a year now, getting to speak to their favorite queens. I think, to me, that meant more. Like, that, it makes me, and I'm getting emotional now, but, like, that makes me, like, emotional just to, like, like their voice, oh, like there's like actual change in this. Like it really, like I cried afterwards, but and I cried during it. And like, it's always for me. Like purpose is always a is a bigger thing than like, <clears throat> you know, monetizing or like making money off something or like becoming a celebrity or like gaining followers, which is all like great and amazing. But like, I don't know. There's like actual change. Ah. Oh. <laughs> that was just such an incredible night it was just like it's just and then you get to do it with like such amazing people and like beautiful beings who like understand your frustration and uh i'm sorry okay i'm not crying (laughs) but yeah it just it just meant like the world um so it's just so cool and just to see it growing and thriving and like also like you know we got haters in these fucking in this hashtag motherfuckers who are haters and you know they they will be just that because no, our, our literally. purpose is bigger than that. Every time it's so funny when so my girlfriend and she does most of the like hosting of the room with Salame, and so she always does a <laughs> disclaimer of saying this space is for POC and Black voices. So you're so the white fans of Drag Race, you're not going to get up on stage and just voice your opinion because that's not what the space is created for. So now she said that, just hands are raising, just tweets are tweeting, just to be tweeting, petty. just, just to be bully petty. every just time. Be, it's like every single time. And I also just have to say, I'm so happy like Ange approached me with this 
I just, and she just fucking kills it. She just fucking kills it. She oh, literally spirit. was made for it. I tell her that all the fucking time. She like, was. It's like, Absolutely. It's, it's she, it comes so natural to her and I could never, like, yeah. it's like she's she's literally a pro at it. And um, but I just feel like so like there's gonna be great opportunities coming from the spaces coming from this uh clubhouse space that y'all created, and I just feel like there's so much potential in it, and so much yeah. potential that we're seeing just develop into actual opportunities. And I just feel like there's so much that this little space on the internet is gonna take us. It's so so far that that this space is gonna take us, and you can already see the growth and the momentum and the the action actioning (laughs) yeah so i'm just excited to see like where it goes from here because i feel like it's only going to get bigger and bigger yeah i'm just excited i'm i'm really fucking i'm really happy i'm really happy everything just like unfolded the way that it unfolded no, I'm and th- and also like I'm just like I feel like I'm also just like learning so much from Ange, like without her even realizing it. Like, wow, I'm just emotional today. I just I it's 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 a lot. Um, it's just, I'm really happy. Okay? No, I don't know. I'm Monet today, <laughs> crying <laughs> about everything. No, but, but I I. I too was emotional. I was on TikTok earlier today and this like this lady is documenting her wedding series and she was talking about um how she's gonna honor her people that passed before it was able to um come to the wedding or whatever. And when I tell you I was like teary eyed, like, oh my God. <laughs> it's just I th- I think that there's just so much it just the world is just so chaotic and shit just gets really crazy and you live your life and then um and then like days like that happen and it's this is i don't know that was just a huge moment um jujubee follows me now by the way jujubee came into our room the other night jujubee was in there (sighs) on friday like it is crazy that's what i'm saying like it can only go so i don't know what's gonna come out of it but i feel like it's going to be major and i cannot wait I mean, hey, this is kind of a good segue into our episode. No, no, no key. Yeah, it is actually. Um, segue. We should have like a (laughs) thing. Literally, we should have a thing. Segue. Moment. Yeah, this goes great into our uh, our topic for the day, which is hustle and bustle. Oh, that is. It really is. Y'all need to watch Alexis, yo. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Alexis, you want to start it off? <laughs> yeah, so we're what basically going to be talking about the um, hustle and bustle school to career pipeline and how much weight is that holding in today's society because I feel like it was very ingrained in us and in our youth to like, you go to school, you get a good paying job, and that's that's what happens. It's very like school equals money. And while I feel like that is still true to today, I also feel like it is becoming less and less of that traditional, like it's like not as easy as mm-hmm. that may seem now. Like now you could be a millionaire off of TikTok. It's basically what I'm saying. You could be a millionaire doing Instagram, doing YouTube, doing all this other stuff. And not to say that social media wasn't there um when we were growing up because it was but it was never at this height like it was never at this degree where like people was making tens of thousands of dollars on a single brand deal on one brand deal you can make an income of like a person in their 20s like you can make twenty thousand dollars if you partner with fucking walmart and people are doing that it is like why would i go waste money waste time going to college that's going to take me multiple years when I could just be growing and developing my own craft, my own business, my own journey and come out, if not making more money, making the same amount. Yeah. Yeah, literally. I, I, it's so interesting. Cause like for me growing up, it was very like, you got to work. Goal is 
go into business or at least for me, it was very, I mean, it was also culture of like doctor, lawyer, business and whatever, whatever. And working a nine to five, you have to be educated. So you need to take time and go to school and like be in school for this long. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like um, a lot of it is very like, either you have to, it's, it was always, and we, we just talked about this, but like, it's either you have to be a blue collar worker or a white collar worker. One or the other. Alexis, what are they? <laughs> a blue collar worker is a worker that does stuff with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Manual labor. Y'all should have, y'all should have got the pre episode. What <laughs> is a blue collar worker is people that like do stuff manual with their hands and stuff like that so like a construction worker uh um fucking um what else you got it a plumber i I named it Uh uh-huh um like shit like that (laughs) i don't (laughs) what else do you do with your hands um (laughs) construction is building so i don't know you're not wrong a carpenter i don't know child yeah. that's <laughs> no, that's that's yeah that's manually and then a white collar worker is people who are more in the administrative desk job um you're probably like a secretary all the way up to a manager you go into an office you have the meetings you the that type of things more of like a corporate type of like a corporate mindset. a corporate gig a corporate gig, yeah. Um, yeah, it's more like that. And so it's it was either one or the other, but like I'ma just say this. As a person who exists in the world of capitalism and doesn't ex- agree with the capitalistic society, I person personally, how I envision the world and life and humanity is work is not a thing. Um, we learn. I like learning. I like being educated. I like arts. I like I like many different things as many as many humans do. And us just living our lives and lollygagging and shit. That's that's how I envision the world. But apparently that's just my fantasy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like growing up, it was I, I just I remember um, really being pushed into you have to go to college. You have to go to college. You have to go to college. And then I'm like, OK, cool. So then I get to college. And I started as a business major um, in undergrad. And then I befriended all of the business people uh, in my program. And they were all fucking dope. But, like, I was still in, um, you know, in undergrad, you have to do, what's it called? It's like it's like 13th grade where you do the bullshit work for a year. Oh, you're um, the um, oh, prerequisites? Fuck. Not prerequisites, like the core classes. Yeah, like you have your main core classes that you have to like read. Like I had to, I had to yeah. redo biology, which I failed the first time, and then had to yeah, retake and it. you had to redo math and history and stuff like that. Yeah, right. And so, um, when I was in that, I was friends with I I when I was living there, I was friends with juniors. So they were already like in their major and they were in the business school. So like I was talking to them and I was like, before I declare my major, I am not doing business. I know that for a fact. Like. <laughs> That's not the fuck happening. Um, the amount of math classes that. No. So I uh, I went into digital communications, which w- everyone was like, are you sure? My parents and my family were kind of like, Helen, we don't support you in this. Like you, I don't know why you would change from business to digital communications. Like what the fuck is this even? And I was like the world that we're going into what are y'all talking about like i grew up in social media so everything when it comes to digital comms i literally studied everything about the internet i studied everything about social media i studied everything about what would possibly happen moving forward how i i learned about seos i or i learned all of this like shit that is we live in right now is what i studied um and thrived in and did a great fucking job. And, you know, I did a lot of, and I specialized in public relations w- with that. But yeah, that was my major. And now I'm in uh, grad school and I am studying communication management, which is, um, it's, it's an even more specified type of, of subject. But yeah, that's what I studied at least. <laughs> at least. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what I, what I did. I'm, I'm, it's interesting that you have that that journey because I feel like for me it was the exact opposite. So I 
So after high school, I didn't have anything else to do but to go to college. And I feel like I've stated this before, but like not many people before me had graduated high school and just went straight into college. Like that wasn't a thing. It was more so like you go to high school, you do like a trade and then you just start working. And so not many of us was like college graduated or college educated. And so for me, um, it was like, okay, I'll go to college because I don't have shit else to do like I'm not gonna just start working because that don't sound right and plus I wasn't always I made decent grades so it was just like okay just take your education to the next level um so long story short I went to college and I chose business not because I had a passion to be in business not because I was very like okay I have a goal to be to own a business one day or to work in xyz field doing xyz thing it's literally was like okay i looked at all of the other things that colleges had to offer as in psychology majors nursing majors um science majors and i was like i'm definitely not doing those so of those i'm going to just choose business because i feel like that's very broad and i could land a job pretty much anywhere within that field so i was like that's the safest route. And I kind of went that way. And so I got my bachelor's degree in business management with a minor in HR. And when I tell y'all, it wasn't until my very last semester of college that I was like, oh, this is what I want to do with my career. I took one diversity and inclusion class my last semester of college. Hear me out. And this class was every once of once a week on Saturday at 8 a.m. on like the north side of Houston. I promise you, but it was literally my favorite class to go to because it was just like a discussion. It was just like basically like, what do you think? I remember like it was a lot of like blue lives matter stuff at the time, and we would always like go in on like our opinions on that because the college I went to also offered like um the police academy. Long story short, it was a very enticing class. He even, like, my uh, diversity and inclusion professor even did, like, uh, workshops on the topics. And, like, those was, like, hella dope. And so it wasn't until my very last semester of school where I was like, oh, this is, like, this is where I feel like I belong. So let, <laughs> so let me figure out how I can um, take this little niche, or not niche, but, like, this little sector of my degree and, like, develop that. And so because it was so late within my college path or whatever, it wasn't like I could then like take this little piece of HR and like try to grow upon it without the experience of already if of not having experience in HR because HR is one of those um one of those fields where like it's cool that you have your education in it but like honestly it's just all about experience. If you don't have X Y and Z years experience in doing HR Mama, they're not looking at your application. So I felt very, so long story short, I felt very defeated graduating college, finally figuring out what I want to do with my business degree and not being able to get my foot in the door mm-hmm. of HR because I did not have any fucking experience. And I was like, okay, well, for, so right out of college, I ended up working at like a, at my um, city, city co- county doing, um, as a as a court clerk and then up from there i'm working at the job that i'm at now doing basically in the same like legal field and so like so for me it was always like i just stumbled upon like what i want to do with it but it was never like i had like a passion going into it Mm -hmm. of being like i want to do this this is why and i and to get to this goal, I need to do X, Y, and Z thing. Like, cause like I said, by the time I figured out what I wanted to do in my degree, it was too fucking late to try to start going into HR when I was in school so that I had the experience leaving school. And so now that's where we are. <laughs> and now we're here. And now this is, this is where we're existing. No, I feel that. I, I, I get that. There was also like a lot of people, um, I remember a lot of people getting to like the end of their senior year and like them being like, this is not, this is not what I wanted my major in. I'm changing it. Some people, I've, I remember people going from like something in like STEM and studying STEM and then getting to their senior year and going, actually, I want to do digital communications and then getting into the field and they have to retake everything because STEM and digital comm are just two different entities in their own way. Fully. 
Yeah. So I just I remember that always happening. But I remember like being I and it was this. I remember when I after I declared my major. I'm gonna say this. I was struggling with my grades for like an undergrad for like a year and a half or so. Maybe like a year. Like my first my freshman year of college, I did not do that great, like grade wise. And then I declared my major the fall of 2014. And then uh and then when I started my my major that spring, spring of 2015, I kid you not, acing everything. I was acing everything. I was engaged. I was like, this is what I want to study. I was, I don't know, the, the conversations, the studying, the theories, the it was just, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then we did like uh web design and then we did like graphic design. And then it was, I just, I was just like, yeah, I have to, this is this is home. Like in the in the in the building that we were in, it's very artsy and it was very creative. And like there was like a music studio, there was like video studio. I was like, this is where I want to be. This is the realm that I want to be in, whether I do it on my own or I have or I work with a company or I work with an organization. That's great. Interestingly enough, so I graduated undergrad in 2017. I got an internship at a PR firm in New York City. So I move out to New York for the summer and I'm and I'm working in PR and I was like I don't think I want to be a public I don't I don't think I want to be a publicist <laughs> cuz I was working to be a publicist and so I was doing that for a little bit and I was like I don't know this is it but also the communication and the PR realm or the PR world is very uh white women dominated and I'll say this when it comes to white men I'm able to handle white men I, there's there's this other there's a whole different conversation in this about like what black black women's power and then white men and how they react to each other because me and my girlfriends have had these conversations um, and maybe we can do an episode on that which I thought was very interesting um, but when it comes to white women and black women at least in my experience I have never had the best working type of relationships with them. Like friendship wise is a bit different, but like working scenarios, yeah, some were okay, like some were fine, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then some were like off the fucking rails, and I'm like, you're not gonna get me a foot in the door. You're not gonna fucking help me. You you fucking talk to me like I'm dumb as shit. So it's like it's even more frustrating when that entire field is that. You know what I mean? Like it's dominated, right? I'm. So- <sighs> That I just I, the experience that I've had when it comes and and then also like a lot of the times I'm literally the only black woman in this entire fucking company or like right. I'll be the only black woman in this entire like I don't know like they just don't see girls <laughs> like me that come in there and is like hi I'm a publicist or like I don't know I feel like black publicists black women publicists are kind of in their own realm as well like and I I feel like I have to kind of try to get my foot in the door with that there's a lot of gatekeeping. In comms. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking gatekeeping. Like that's what I'm learning more that I, I get into the career. Or I don't know. I've been in this career field for like five, a little over five years now. So I know it pretty well. Um and then I I came back. I didn't I couldn't find a full time job in New York, came back home, was teaching uh for a little bit, uh, which I also I really, really love teaching, which is another thing. And this is more so to say that as people, we have so many different interests and we have so many different kinds of passions and so many things that we love. And so it's interesting enough. It's interesting when like the school or the society or the world is like, you just need to know what you're doing. And I'm like, I like a lot of things. If you (laughs) think about it, it's pretty wild to have to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life at the age of like 18. Like it's like pretty wild to be like, okay, you're done with with high school. Let's figure out what path you want to go on. That's gonna lead to that's that's gonna determine how the rest of the sixty Your years you're gonna live. To be. Have, literally, and it's like it's what logic wild. Is that? And I, I just remember like, and not to say that like some people are afforded the opportunity to take off a year straight out of high school and like really figure themselves out so to speak because i feel like even that amount of time is not long a year goes by hella quick like even that amount of time is not long enough for me but by the time you really figure out throughout the four years you're in college what you really want to do society make you feel like oh it's too late 
like mm-hmm. there's you, you ran out of time mama like you it was mm-hmm. should have been using these four years four to five years however long it takes you to get this degree to have already figured this out and if you had not figured that out then you're a you're a failure <laughs> like you it's just you lost <laughs> like you did not like the, the expectation that they put on people whose brains aren't even fully developed yet like when i tell you when i turned 25 for me that's when things started clicking in my head like I was like, okay, I, I like this. I want to try this. I want to, and then I'm like, I remember being like 23, 24, and they were like, so what are you gonna do with your life? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Like even after graduating undergrad, they were like, so what are you gonna do? And I was like, well, I have this internship, and I think I'll try that and see if I like public relations and being in the working field. And I tried it, and I was like, I don't fucking like being a publicist. Like that's not what I want to do. But I do know I want to write, and I want to be in comms and and something when it comes to promotional and like interacting with people the public and like uh an organization and a public i know i can do that some level of connection there i can do and then i did uh i I worked uh in new york again i think the following year and um but that that wasn't really like more in my field I, i it was a tech company but it wasn't like my job wasn't what i studied and so I was like, well, at least I can kind of hang out here and like learn and and grow and meet different people and kind of build a network. And I did that a little bit. Uh, and then I worked at Sirius XM, but I wasn't again working in what I studied in. I was, but I was, I was always still in the realm and in the field of some kinds of like comms, but even if I wasn't doing that job. And so I don't know. I just, I feel like, I don't know. I learned so many different things from that and that's what you're supposed to do you go you try different things you you go oh is this what i want to do is this interesting and da, 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 da. i knew for me like serious xm was very much so a boys club and i was like work <laughs> work wise i was like i don't i don't want to work in a boys club i'm good i'll create my own shit no but see like like it's wild to think that how even this corporate mindset is like is Introduced to us at a very young age. Like you ask it's, like two, three year olds. Us. Like you like literally the questions of like you're asking two to three years, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? They're two and three. Like they don't know. They don't understand what that means. If they say one day they want to be a doctor, the next day they want to be an astronaut, the next day they want to be a fucking YouTuber, that's because they have not grasped the the fucking understanding and the fucking work that it's going to take to accomplish these things they're not thinking mm-hmm. these things all the way through they're telling you that what they're interested in and i feel yeah. like at that point you should either feed them like the information that they need to know about these certain type of like interests but don't put the pressure of like okay you want to be an astronaut i'm going to take you to nasa every fucking weekend you're going to be like the best fucking astronaut like no one needs that type of pressure no one needs to have like their end goal to be this like thing that was determined at such a young age and it's like i see it all the time of like people taking entrance in something and like all the automatic next thing to do is try to capitalize off of it and it just takes the joy and the fun completely out of it and it's just like speak on it when with like for instance like 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 kid actors or kid like gymnasts or like kid like any like any type of like hobby it could even be like like you're interested in drawing and shit like that like it's already ingrained in their parents head that like oh you're very good at drawing let me try to sign you up for our class so that like you can make this into a fucking career down the line like it like and not to say that it's always necessarily wrong but it's just like I just don't know You're the balance of like, right. Yeah. It's a very tricky line of like letting someone just explore and grow within a, within a passion of theirs versus trying to mold them into like being the best of it or being good enough at it to get an income out of it. And I get it. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we live in this world where like we need the money <laughs> to survive. Like we can't just act like, money is not a factor in this society because it is as much as it's not it's completely is like i get that money is not real but at the same time we have to live like it is because in this world Mm -hmm. it is real and it is like a very high determiner of like if you're going to be comfortable or not in this lifetime 
And until we figure out a way to bypass all of that, I get that money is a very like you need it to survive. Like it's a survival, a survival thing that you want people to be good at these certain things that they're naturally good at. But at a certain time, I feel like the if you're trying to get money out of it, if the goal is only to profit, it's going to become unenjoyable. It's gonna like be it's not going to be, be a car wreck. It's just gonna be a car crash in general. Right? But have you have you seen the um TikToker, the dad? He's a gym, uh, not a gym. Oh, kind of. It's a gymnast and a cheer, he's a cheerleader, and his daughter. Uh-huh. Have you seen? Like he has. They have like five million followers now on TikTok, and it started off with videos of his daughter is maybe like five, six. She's really young. Mm. And so they do stunts and stuff, cheer cheer stunts. And if you, I kind of checked into the cheer world for a little bit just to like, that shit is insane. Like the the intensity around it is really a lot. Um, but he's a cheerleader, and so he started doing stunts with his daughter when she was first. Bo- Sometimes I'm a little scared because he be on concrete, and I'm like. <laughs> We could just do it on a mat or grass or something because it looked like you're going to drop her little ass. Like, he's built. Like, he's he's right. a, a person, you know, who, like, holds the girls up and shit. But, like, a lot of the comments that he gets are don't push her or, like, she'll if they're having a struggle moment where she can't get, like, a stunt. Like, she is – she either kind of looks scared or, like, she cries or whatever and he always wants to post that. Mm-hmm. So he gets a lot of feedback about, like, don't push your daughter too hard or whatever, whatever. And I, I, at the beginning, I remember following them for a while and I was like, I really like this. Oh, this is cool. This is great content. And then like, I was seeing more of the videos and I'm just like, I, I don't know. At some point I just got really uncomfortable because I got really nervous for her. And right. I was like, is that, do you really want to do this, baby? And maybe she does. Right. And I don't know shit. And that's and the like, thing, the like parent, you don't really like, know because, right. They're a, they're a child. At the end of the day, they don't have the skills it's going to take to really communicate their feelings mm-hmm. truthfully to you. And if you're feeding them what what you want them to say, like if, you, if you're if you saying, for instance, like, no, no, you can do it. You can do it. Just push through and just try your best, blah, blah, blah. While those things may sound great, if your child is internally not registering those things or being scared of the next step or being whatever, whatever, they probably won't tell you that because they just want to make you feel good. I mean, not all children, and I, I'm, not, I don't even can't even speak for this girl and her dad. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, you don't know what eternally that child is really feeling or really trying to get come through in yeah. their however they ca- try to communicate it because you're saying one thing and they're just trying to impress you or you're saying one thing and they're trying to make you feel good about what you're doing. Yeah. And like, sometimes that's, it's like, it's like a very, there's such a line and I, and like, cause I'm, here's what I'll say. I, uh, I'm not a parent, so I don't, you know, I can't completely, uh, speak on this. Hold on. I'm going to end this up. But, um, I mean, I don't know. This is just my opinion, whatever. I'm not a parent, but if, I do want to be a parent. And so for me, or at least I know like with what my parents did for me growing up was they, they put me in everything. So my mom in particular, which I feel very, very grateful for, like she literally put me in everything. She put me in uh, swimming. She put me in cheers. She put me in soccer. She put me in basketball. Um, everything you, anything, taekwondo, like kickboxing, all that shit. She just put me in. And, um, I remember being in it and uh, I never felt pressured. I never felt like telling me, like, you have to be good at this. Like, you have to. And I was like, it was more like, you don't, you don't want to do it anymore? Is, you, is that how you, how do you, why? And they do a check-in and I'm like, well, I just don't, I just, it's not my thing. And I feel really bad and I'm not really doing that great at it either. So I don't feel like I want to do, do it, whatever. And it's like, all right, you don't have to do it. I'm not going to force you to, to do what you want. They very much so allowed me the freedom to try different things, which I feel very blessed for. And if I didn't want to do it anymore, I didn't have to do it. So I don't know. I, for me, I think when it comes to raising my kids, it's very much so going to be surrounded about what do you want to do? Do you want to try to go better in this? Do you want to try? I mean, you know, obviously we're going to have our hard moments where we're like, bro, I'm going to give up. Like I can't do this anymore. That's more of a conversation to have with your child, but I don't, I don't ever want to. Right. Don't push somebody into something, or men, and right. you know and they're young, like, and so it's easier to mold their minds into. Yeah, doing and it's like it's like it's want. like the it's like the child actor syndrome of like 
knowing that there's a pressure of like, okay, you have to do X, Y, and Z episodes of this show. You can't mm-hmm. just be like, no, I don't want to do it no more because at the end of the day, you don't sign a contract by now. And you're yeah. obliged to do in these fucking episodes. It's like, I'm pretty sure that little girl knows that her daddy is making TikToks. And if she don't do this stunt, and you have like, it's not. And you have, it's a lot more pressure because at, there's like 5 million some people watching you. And they're like, they also get, they, they went on Ellen. They go on like television shows and do these stunts. Right. So like to her, it's, I got to do that. I don't have a choice. So, and, and until right. she's able to communicate and say how she feels and whether she wants to do it or not, she's going to just have to do it. And I saw, right. I, no, actually, there was a comment that I saw that was saying, like, what if your daughter doesn't, and he responded to this, which is kind of why, I, this this was the reason why I unfollowed him. Um, she was, they were basically like, oh, like, what if your daughter doesn't want to do this anymore? Are you going to continue to push her? And it, And he was like, yes, period. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to unfollow you. Because the energy that you're giving is very weird. It's very, very weird. Because right. I don't I don't agree with the idea. Because at that point, are you doing it for your daughter or are you doing it for yourself? It like, sounds like it's for it's himself very... because he is a cheerleader and he's obsessed with cheer and he loves cheer and it's his passion and he loves it. And he's like the fact that his – he just also had like another kid. Um, and so they just had another baby. And so he's already kind of getting the baby into stunts. And I was like, this is just very – yeah, it gets weird with social media and parents and and their children. It gets weird to me at some point. Yeah. But also, but I was that gonna kind of bring up. Said, oh, go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. No, I was gonna say. But that being said, there is a lot of money in social media, so I, it's I understand degree, it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but like, at what cost? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it worth it? And like, are you putting your daughter through therapy and type shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the what's <laughs> right. the cost at it? <laughs> So, but I was going to bring up the topic of, um, when it comes to working nine to fives, like this is, what is, what did they say recently? This is a generation of, uh, um, what is it? Not retiring. Oh, retiring Um, as you go? No, like, uh, like this basically talking about like this generation, specifically millennials and Gen Z are the generation that are not going to stay with a company for don't expect to stay we're not staying there for 10 to 15 years let alone the idea of remaining with a company for 40 years right 40 to 50 years and the the idea of uh this generation just quitting on the dime of a hat if they find any problem with the company they're like i'm leaving bitch i follow i follow this one youtuber who i've been watching for years now she i think she's in the medical field and when I tell you she has quit about five jobs <laughs> within late last year to early this year, and she was like, it's like, it's giving very, if I'm not happy, I'm leaving. Like, it's like, I'm not about to stay in this predicament and be expected to work constantly, continuously doing hard labor mm-hmm. in an environment that's not feeding me, that's like not giving me anything other than a paycheck. Because that's what it is at the end of the day. Like, if you're not happy, all that job is providing you is with a paycheck and there's other ways to make money and we see that everywhere that like we don't have to do this shit no more like we could just post on tiktok we could just post on instagram we could just upload a youtube video and try our hardest and make the same amount of money that we would be making in this miserable ass career if we just Mm -hmm. feed into ourselves and feed into our own fucking passions yep Literally, I just it's I think and this is the thing I think that a lot of organizations and companies are starting to understand that and that you're, I don't think you're they right it. now <laughs> they they need to because guess what they're not gonna have any fucking workers they, no <laughs> they, they have need no to, choice but I but don't to. think <clears throat> I don't know I'm saying think I think they're they're getting it but I don't think that it's clicking enough what's not clicking Steven. <laughs> What's not clicking, Steven? These bitches will quit, okay? We will leave at a drop of a fucking dime, bitch. I don't understand. No, literally, I, I it's so interesting because, like, I've been told, like, my whole life, like, I've honestly, that's kind of how I've always been, where I, and I feel blessed enough to do that, but, like, um, <laughs> if I don't like it, I'm not, I'm not working there. I worked at Chick-fil-A. 
Wow. Um, I did, and I hated it, which apparently a lot of people love working there, because, but I fucking hated working there. Uh, I worked there, and then I worked at Macy's for a bit, and then I was like, don't like working here. Quit that. And then I worked, I've worked at 7-Eleven helping my dad or whatever, and I was like, I'm not going to work at 7-Eleven. <laughs> I'm not going to be a franchisee of this. Um, yeah, I just, I just, if I don't like it, if I'm not happy there and I don't feel like it's benefiting me in the long run and I feel like I'm overworking and I'm not being paid enough and I don't feel like I'm being treated right or I don't feel like I'm being paid, uh, treated fairly or paid fairly or spoken to in a respectful manner or if I'm working the job and like I'm consistently feeling disrespected, I will leave. Yeah. But and I, I feel also, like that- again, I have, I feel like I have the privilege. I do. Ha- I understand that I have a level of privilege to, uh, have that attitude and feel like I, I can do that because I, feel like I have a safety net, but I'm aware of that, but that's how I end up reacting to it. No, and I, that's the, that's what I was going to say, is that, like, people who, if you're able to quit your job on the drop of a dime, then that is, in and of itself, a privilege, because not everybody is able to. Yeah. People have kids, people have responsibilities outside of themselves that they have to worry about, and if they don't have that paycheck, it's not going to be pretty for a lot of people underneath them or around them. And so I feel like it's not to say that like, oh, anybody can do this social media shit and anybody can do this like hustle and bustle. But like it's it's coming to a point where like if you can, mama, I will. If I can quit this job because Mm -hmm. it's not making me happy and I can then fall back on whatever retirement, whatever savings plans, whatever other thing of income I have to go on, then I will. Because at the end of the day, I, I love myself enough. Do not stay in this predicament where it's literally chewing up my fucking brain because of how y'all treat people and how little y'all pay people and how y'all don't care about any fucking body. But Mm -hmm. for the people who don't have those same privileges of being able to just quit a job or, um, or having to worry about making ends meet just for survival, survivor purposes, I fully hear y'all and I fully understand and I don't want it to make it sound like we're just saying like oh just quit your nine to five and just become an influencer because that's where the money's at mama if I could I would and I'm not even there yet so I completely understand that like er not everybody has that type of space to try to just up and quit their jobs or like not have it like if you do quit your job not having to worry about getting another one soon thereafter because mama you got miles to feed and bills to pay like i get it i hate the fucking way that our society works that like everything is very under this capitalistic as society but like i get that this is where we're at and so if you're in that predicament i feel for you i'm in the same fucking boat bitch if i don't have this job i'm gonna get another one soon thereafter and just try to make make it like it's not make it work it's not as easy as like oh anybody anybody could post a picture because that's not that's not realistic either but like at a point it will become like let me if i can just focus on myself and feed into my own passions and feed into my own business and if that's making my is that's meeting my bills then i'm gonna just do that and so and that goes but it's not um but that goes into like monetizing your your craft like regardless right. of like what it is i think seeing like in the year of 2020 like seeing everyone well, like really delve into like who they are like what they enjoy their hobbies and and their hobbies turning into their careers literally really? like people who love making jewelry and people who paint or people who do what's it called uh with the clay shit and the and you make Pottery? pots and shit yeah like people are are making all of this dope shit and they're able to sell it and like eventually to the point where they don't have to work their their jobs that they really like despise and don't like to to work in um i'm not saying this will happen to everybody but like the fact that you're able to do it it's different it's different in the sense that if you did art before like you had there were so many different layers and levels to to get your shit out there for people to see it or for people to have to go to art galleries to see your work now Mama, I'm gonna create these dope ass videos on social media, and you know, kind of just to promote your your craft. Um, I I don't like the fact that we always have to feel like we have to monetize our craft, but right. That's also the world that we live in, and we don't really. And have the a world choice. that we live in is not like even 
not everybody is going to be afforded the same amount of exposure as the next person. Yeah. Somebody's video doing the exact same thing that you're doing is going to go fucking viral. Your video might not never. And so it's just like, it's probably just sit there. It's like, it's just a game that we play that like, it doesn't make sense. It's not fair. It's like, we trying to beat the systems, but there's only so much we could do. And so like, it's, yeah. It's different. And so I guess to come back to the point of like, is going, is going to school, getting your education, securing this nine to five corporate as job worth it. If being a creative, being someone who's just going to invest in themselves, being someone that's just going to try to do whatever they can to um, profit off of their passions in a way that like it makes sense to them. Their their time is valued, but the outcome, the product is something that they create or but there's the higher risk of like doing it that way. Or is it just more makes more sense? Is it less risky? Is it worth it to go to school for however many years, get that nine to five, make a hundred K a year and go that route? Like it's like I think I think all of it depends on what you believe is worth it for you personally. Right. I I think for me, I like went to school because there's there's a big the reason my reasoning is because of my family, um, or because of society pushing me and I also was part of like a college preparatory class. So all I knew was I have to go to college. Um, and so I think that a big portion of my why I went to college is because of that. And another, I think the other port is port. <laughs> the other side of it for me is um, I, I love I love learning. I love higher education. I love education in general. I work as like a high school sub and I've worked tutoring like at within the school system since like 2014 i love school um yeah so i think for me like i had 50 50 reasoning but it i don't know about how much it really benefits you for right. uh career because i th- i feel it's changed so back in the 70s 80s and 90s if you had a bachelor's degree that shit meant something a bachelor's right. degree today does not mean shit a bachelor's Correct. degree today is you can write it on your resume. They will not ask you if you have it. I have my fucking diploma. That motherfucker sits there and collects dust. My master's degree, I think, uh, personally, like I'm, I'm going to be very, very proud of it. But a lot of people have their master's now. So it's like, is it even like the worth of it has kind of gone down. So like the worth of your bachelor's degree is is honestly equivalent today to a high school diploma. Um, and then your master's is equivalent to a bachelor's today. Right. To what it was back in the day from like the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It's just not the same anymore. And so right. then they're like, we'll get your PhD. And I'm like, a lot of people have their PhD too, though. But a it's, lot it's, of people it's get more their doctorate's like, degrees. It's my and- time. Right. But is, is my time earning this PhD going to be worth it? If I'm still not promised a high paying job where I guaranteed a job like you're not even it's not a guarantee. And that's like the biggest. And right now, personally, like that's my biggest struggle. So right now I'm literally in the thick of like career, like school to career pipeline right now. And right now I'm looking for jobs. um, If there are any corporations that are watching this. Hello. Hi, my name is Salim Hinokam. If you'd like a resume, just ask me. Um. I would be happy to send you one. Uh, <laughs> or if there are any corporations that want to sponsor our podcast, please do so. Um, but yeah, like I I'm looking for work right now. Um, and I remember I remember talking to my director and I said, I will not graduate and I cannot graduate unless I have signed a contract with something that'll give me benefits, something that gives me consistent yearly income. I need a level of stability. I need a change in my life. And so she's really been on me about like just gaining these different connections. So I'm using, I'm using, I'll say this in the education realm, they do give you a lot of opportunities to connect with the working field of whatever field you're in. So if you're there's always a career center, um, which I feel like I'm really depending on right now where I'm like, please get my resume together. Please get my cover letter together. What is of my 30 second speech that I need to do? Um, what recommendations for um, 
uh, interviewing, when I do an interview, how should I speak? What questions should I come in and be ready to ask? What history should I study on? Uh, how should I dress? It, there's levels to it. It's such a job just to find a job. Oh my right. God. It's like the most exhausting thing. So I feel like that's where but I'm But it's not right even that. It. It's like people are pushing, okay, just, just get the next degree. But there's so many people who are overly qualified because of their education and they can't and that's hindering them from getting a job so it's like you there's there's a risk on both sides of it it's like you may not become the next big sensation on social media but you may also work your ass off at school get all these diplomas and then only to find out you're overly qualified because you're overly educated to be at whatever career that you want to be in and so it's just wild. I feel like I was just telling Ange um, not too long ago that I was strongly considering going back to school to get my master's uh, in HR because, as I mentioned before, I do have a strong passion for diversity and inclusion, and I don't know how that will look like in the long run or what I would want to do with it, but I think it would have just been beneficial um, to have that under my belt as being like, okay, I do have my master's in this field if I was to go back into like to do HR full time or do HR within our our little company or however it's going to play out. But at the end of the day, like if I don't have the time and the resources to get this master's, mama, it just it just does not feel worth it to try to yeah. push everything to the side just to get this degree that is not promised that I will come out of it with a job making the amount of money that I need to make in order to sustain my lifestyle. Like, it's just like, you have to really at this point weigh the pros and cons of both sides of the fence because they both have their risks. They both have their pros. They both have their cons. They both have their ups and their downs. Like for instance, people say all the time that you start working nine to five to do your own thing. And now you're working 24 hours a day. (laughs) So it's not like, it's not like you're getting any more time exchange for, (laughs) Yeah. Right, it's not a quick fix of like, oh, I'm a, I'm gonna quit this nine to five and now I'm gonna just work on my own schedule, Mama. Your own schedule is working from when you wake up to when you go back to sleep, <laughs> day in and day out until like, yep. And so, and that's and that's yeah. I mean, that's how it's it's ought to be. But I I literally I think the goal for me is just finding a level of stability. Um building up my retirement, building up like anything that I need to while I'm living and existing in this country. Um, I just want stability to be able to, in- I want the money for stability, but also I want to invest back into my, my, my shit. I have this amazing podcast. Yeah. I, we have Twitter spaces. I want to be able to really, I want, ugh, man, I really want my fucking YouTube channel to thrive, but I just, it's so hard to try to do a YouTube channel while my schedule is already insane as it is right now. And so I'm like, I just want to set right. myself up to be able to have my uh, creative expression and invest in that and then monetize that, which then I know I'll be working 24-7, which to me, I'm like, that would be a payoff. But also I have now the educational background, but I also want to be a professor. There's a lot of things I want to do. What I Here's what I blatantly have said. I think I've said this to you, Alexis. I literally just want to teach, like, ultimately at the end, like, for the rest of my life, what I'll probably be doing for a while. I just want to teach comms and um, create my shit. And if I can do that and be a teacher, yeah. I feel like I have purpose on both ends. And so I'll be, if that's the case, I'll be a professor for, like, 30, 30, I keep hitting my mic. I'm so sorry, y'all. But I, I would be a professor for like 30 to 50 years. Like I, I would do that for the rest of my life. So, but that's just because I love teaching. Yeah. 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 That's, that's at least what I want to do. That's, that's the goal as to what I'm doing. At least I want to get to. Mm, that's cute. It's so cute. Yeah. And then we could just travel and shit. And I can, I can come out to Houston whenever. What? No, fully as a professor, bitch, you are off three months out the year, right? Yes. Summertime. Oh, unless I unless I pick up on a summer class or a winter class or whatever, but I probably won't do that. (laughs) I probably won't. I'll have the summers off. So like it's perfect. I'll have I'll be working as a professor. I'll be making my content. I'll have my time. I'll 
Alright, tell me I thought he's hit, bitch. It's a like <laughs> young Salim, Miss Hanok professor, like out here killing it. Universities want me because of the the traction and um and the, the creative shit that I make online and kids people want to take my classes because of the knowledge that I have. Bitch, wait till this shit fucking blows up. Y'all are not even ready, bruh. <laughs> Who am I? What is this? This is why I've cornered myself in the in the fucking back corner, bro. Because <laughs> I move too much and I keep hitting this fucking mic. I'm weak. Well, don't restrain yourself, Salim. I have to because our sound sounds insane. Me laughing like. Oh, no, I'm not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> Y'all should that watch this episode. So raw. I know. Just to see what, that I just, what I just did. Y'all should watch it. But um, we need to. Yeah, let us we know. Need to wrap this let up. us. Celine. I know we're wrapping this Celine up. Celine, we're going rate it. Anyways, uh, let y'all let us know what y'all think. Um, what are your perspectives on the career school to career pipeline? What was your background? What was your experience? Tweet at us. Comment on Instagram, which I'm really trying to post on more. Um, so definitely follow us there. Check out our, our TikTok again. Um, all of that good stuff. Let us know. And in the comments on YouTube, what, what's the experience been like for you? And what are your thoughts on anything that we said? Um, with that being said, I hope you have a lovely uh, week, Alexis. Same to you, Salim. Same to you. Yes, I, I hate that I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I know my week starts up again this week. I'm. I was just off for a week because I had COVID. Yeah. Just, just, just so y'all know. By the way, yeah, I had COVID. Um, unfortunately, I am okay now. So that last episode y'all saw when I was sick, that was COVID. <laughs> I'm okay though. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm fine now. COVID. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Bye, y'all. Bye.